Hi, and welcome to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. I'm going to back off the mic a bit. Okay. So, uh, can you say longest fucking hiatus ever? What (laughs) in the world? I know. You are super busy. And I'm just hard to get a hold of. Yes. You're really busy with that. It's been too long. The last time was when I was at the Ontario Regional Conference. And I quote unquote live podcasted on our Facebook page. Yes. But it was weeks before then even that you and I have done this. So I think it was Christmas time or just after That's Christmas unacceptable. That we got together. We should be lashed fifty times for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we had a an extended March break vacation that started in January. Yeah. But it's good to be back. It is good to be back. And um, we have a you call it a guest email a listener email to talk our about? friend angelica hello angelica hey girl wait a second julie and i are having tea an amazing tea mm, david's tea i don't know do they have that in america david's tea they only- do they do okay so anyway i've got a sample of david's tea here so this cup i pour out and spill if you can hear that that's for angelica cheers angelica so she said she she felt like she was in the room with us when we do our podcast so today you are our honorary guest we pour you a cup of tea and sit down to talk uh everything sobriety with two sober chicks so welcome let's cheers to that all right Think. okay so you can listen to us on soundcloud two sober chicks you can find us on facebook at two sober chicks or you can email us to soberchicks at gmail.com. And we hope that you do, because we're really excited when we get an email. And we don't get that many, so when we get an email, it's like a super big thing. I think you called me that day when Angelica's uh, email came in. Yeah. Like, Did you check the email? I'm like, nope. Yep. <laughs> so, and then she shared it with me, and we were so excited and made us giggle. We have listeners all over the world, but we don't get a lot of emails. No, we so don't. let's change that. Yes. Because we would love um, for more topics to come in from you. So if you want a topic, did Angelica supply a topic? She didn't. But on the flip side, maybe we're talking about all of the things people want to hear. (laughs) So there's no need for someone to email us. (laughs) But we would still like it. Yes. Just the same. Yeah. Or if you have questions. Yes. About sobriety. Why not? um, Quite clearly, um, Julie and I have become very AA focused. We talk sobriety, this true. but this is, we are not um, health professionals, so I don't have a medical degree in psychology to back up uh, addiction, you know, behavior. What I have is how I got sober um, and what worked for me. We have experience and exactly. we have personal experience, Yes, which may not be everyone else's experience, but if you want to do a podcast in your own experiences... Do it. It's so much fun. It is so much fun. And that was the thing we started out with. If, if no one listens, at least it's an excuse for Julie and I to get together and talk about what we feel so passionate about, which yeah. is sobriety. And in this case for me today, because I'm literally having mental breakdowns uh, during exam time, it was important for me to come and do this today because I need balance and doing things that I love to do and just getting out of that space of torturing myself with studying is good for me as a mental health practice. And isn't it great, and doesn't everyone use this on you when you're going through a struggle of your own? Some asshole turns to you and says, well, what would you tell your sponsee? 
(laughs) (laughs) That was what I did to Julie when she was telling me about what she's going through right now. Because, you know, you're a great sponsor. And it's so funny how we can, you know, say, okay, here's what I would suggest. But then sometimes we forget to follow that advice ourselves. Yeah. So. Shift in perspective. So what are we going to talk about today? What's our topic? I'm going to reach into the topic jar. I see something scratched out. Did I put something back in? Blackout versus brownout. What's the difference? And we're not talking electricity. Um, blackout versus brownout. You know what? I don't, I don't know if I've ever had a brownout. So brownout is when you remember parts and things are fuzzy, where a blackout's mm-hmm. just like there's oh. nothing there. See, I've never heard that term. Brownout. Oh, that was definitely a brownout. Topic. Yeah, I've never heard of a brownout. Like I had lots of brownouts, but I also had lots of blackouts, where literally chunks of time yep. I cannot recall. Okay, well that sums it up right there. And next that- topic. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. I had that same experience um, where little once someone started to talk about the night, holes were filled in. Right. So I guess I didn't have the term for it, but that was a brownout. So I had that experience a lot. And then I, I can remember having blackouts in the drunk. Like, you know how when you're driving and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, how did I get here? No, I had blackouts and drove in the blackouts and only knew in the next morning based on oh. crime scene evidence, like how the truck was parked. Right. Yes. I had those two. If I had to look in the garage and then in the garbage because in my blackouts I would drive to McDonald's Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I would have to check the garbage and think just to know that that's what I had done the night before wow yeah or you wake up and you think is my car here or is my car not here yeah and yet none of that during that whole that my driving drunk and blackouts really happened in the last two years before I got sober Mm -hmm. and yet I, I do not remember at any point thinking oh fuck I've got to stop drinking or that's really bad, or that's it was not a wake up call whatsoever. No. And like, the what thing. the hell? When you go into the rooms of AA <laughs> and you hear people laughing about these horrific things we have done, we are not laughing because we think drinking and driving is funny. Um, we are laughing because we can't believe that we were so stupid <laughs> not to think, oh my god, this is a problem. Yeah, so my I started drinking and driving right. Sorry, mom and dad, I hope you're not listening. Right from a very young age, like from the moment I had car keys, I was also driving drunk. Yeah. And um, my solution to that was then to just leave the car at home. That was my solution. You know, clearly I have a problem. If oh, I'm not drive out. to where you're going. Exactly. Okay. Get somebody else to drive me. Yeah. But then, you know, I pick up that habit again years later after, after college when I have my own car and I pick up that habit again. Yeah, and uh, and I'm always the person who says, no, no, I'm I'm okay. I can drive. I'm fine. I know what's wrong with us. I remember one time in Miami, um, my ex-husband and I had a house down there, and so we would spend the winters there. And I remember probably being one of the most drunk I've ever been in my life and jumping on my scooter. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had a helmet on, but I, you know, I'm exposed to the elements. Mm -hmm. And I went for like an hour-long scooter ride, and the next day my hangover was so vicious, and all I kept thinking was, holy shit, what was I thinking? Yeah. That was dangerous. I used to have a motorcycle. And uh, you can, if you go too fast, you can go into what's called the speed wobble. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can get out of it, and sometimes you can't. You would crash. 
And I don't know how I managed to get out of it because I had been drinking, but I managed to get out of it. But then, and then my whole body was shaking yeah. and I came to a stop. It was like, oh my God, I, I could have died just then. Yeah. That was it. That was really close to death. Yeah. And I can't believe that I drove, but then I would do it again. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't know when I stopped and what the, what the consequence was. Like if there had been a consequence or if it was just, um, I became really aware that I just can't drive. But I, still, I didn't stop drinking. The choice was just don't drive. If you're going to be drinking, you know that you have no control over the outcome of what's going to happen. So don't take your car. Mm -hmm. So That's why when I look at these commercials where, oh my God, the last one I saw was so stupid. It's a PSA, so a public service announcement, and it was this young guy, and there was a cartoon of like a joint that's like alive and has a face on sort of on the, where the devil would be on your shoulder. Yeah. And the other side was like a beer can, and they were like convincing him that he's okay to drive. And this guy is like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. And these commercials make me laugh because it's assuming that the person that is intoxicated or is high actually has the frame of mind to make a choice to say, oh I'm too drunk to drive I'm I'm too high to drive like I don't know of anyone who like me included who doesn't think they're okay to drive is that an email <laughs> on two sober chicks at gmail.com it's a Facebook notification but it's gone now so I can't look at it um what were you saying about the PSA about how oh yes that we are and this is what it talks about in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous when it talks about being restored to sanity Right. You know that phrase where I'm sure all of us get quite offended, like, how dare you suggest that I'm not sane? You weren't fucking sane. You weren't of sound mind when you made the choice to drive drunk. Who would admit or say, oh, yeah, I was of sound mind when I chose to drive drunk? Yeah. No, clearly I wasn't. And that's part of um, what that phrase is all about, because we weren't of sound mind. So as if you're going to, once you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, be able to go, oh, no, I won't drive. I don't think that's going to happen either. That is no. Nice. That's wishful thinking. Nice thought, though, for that PSA. Yeah. Um, I like the ones that talk about planning ahead. You know, if you know you're going out with friends, have a designated driver. Yeah. Make sure that designated driver isn't also an alcoholic. Because <laughs> they'll just lie to you. Everyone loves a so the sober person in the group because yeah. no one has to make the decision who's going to be a designated driver. Right. Now, it's not necessarily, because I have been the designated driver, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a fun ride home when everyone else is in like a dimension that you're not allowed access to. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's an act of service like any other, right? You're allowing people to have their fun time and you get to go home and everybody's safe. And often you're reminded of how boring it is to hear people re repeat this same fucking story over and over because they're drunk yep. or laugh at things that aren't funny or become affectionate in a way they usually aren't and you go oh yeah okay I'm not missing out on anything I love you, I love you so much <laughs> I mean I mean it uh, I love you you're my best friend yeah oh it's the worst yep I really have been able to see myself in other people when they're uh, when they're messy drunk um Okay, brownouts versus Brown blackouts. And drunk driving. And drunk I don't driving. think we've discussed that before. Whoa. Yeah, and that's a heavy one. Yeah. Um, definitely. And not something that uh, I'm proud of. I'm actually, I'm actually shocked that we just talked about it because it's something that I used to be very, very ashamed of. Yeah. But that's part of the whole process too is um, owning up 
to your mistakes, uh, taking responsibility for your past. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and of course now we don't do that. We don't drink, so we certainly don't drive drunk. And uh, we try to talk honestly and openly about it so that other people will, I guess, get the message and uh, can relate yeah. and also not feel shamed especially, shamed, especially when they're in the rooms. Like, um, and I think that's why people laugh because it's like, oh, go, yeah, I did that too. Yeah. It's like a sense of relief when somebody else. It's the identification yeah. that creates that like, uh-huh, okay, <laughs> yep. Like the first time you hear about somebody urinating wetting the bed <laughs> I never did that I never did that either but when... oh yeah I, it's like when someone's like hey did you ever wet the bed no yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> no I actually never did yeah I was like wow that's one that's one I didn't have happen to me but it's cool that other people will admit that because that just yeah. shows how out of control they were of their body not only of their mind but of their body all yeah. of a sudden they're losing bodily function as well and they're passed out and messing themselves so mm -hmm. um but that one always gets a big laugh <laughs> yeah it, the poor newcomer that shares that for the first time and has a room full of people laughing it's like oh no they're not laughing at you they're laughing it with you because they've done the same thing <laughs> yes i have not done that but i have done many other things that i actually don't carry shame or guilt about much anymore just through the process of the steps and because it also tethers me to that moment in time and I don't want to be at that moment in time. And shame is also often the inability to accept who you were in that moment. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of things I feel shame around. Um, but for the most part, the steps and having a close relationship with God has just kind of removed that from yeah. me. Yeah. So maybe that's why I just shared it. Because I do feel like I have a, a good relationship with my higher power today. Yeah. Um, so that's progress. And, uh, you know, like talk about taking you to low places and and making choices that you would never make. I once offered a guy a blowjob because I had no place to live and he had a spare room. Mm -hmm. And I'm a lesbian, so that's really that must have been horrifying for you. <laughs> I don't know what the equal, the equal thing would be for me, but. Well, maybe the opposite of that, you know, yeah. for a woman. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that yeah. was my, that was probably one of my. How'd you not like, well, Learn number Thankfully, we're not, he let's said not. No. I was just going to go, how did you even, yeah. well, like. No, he was a friend, a coworker. Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best story. So, and that was one of those Woo. moments where I go to work the next day and I walk in. I think I've told this story before. I walk into the lunchroom and everyone is laughing hysterically. They're pissing themselves. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's so funny? And they look at me and they're like, you are. Do you remember last night when you did this and you offered, Meh. A blowjob? Oh, no. I was like, no, I don't remember that. And I, I wanted to throw I up. would not be laughing at that. I would just feel so awful. I think because, you know, nobody, I guess they didn't think I was an alcoholic. They just thought I was partying and getting silly and crazy. Okay. Um, so they, you know, I hadn't identified as an alcoholic. And I think other people who I was working with were also hard partiers and people got messy and did silly things. So, you know. It, it, I guess it wasn't a big deal, but for me it was a huge deal and I was horrified. Oh, yeah. And I had to look at that guy every day after that oh, and know that I had embarrassed myself oh, to no. that level. That was when, actually, oh. <clears throat> this is all coming back to me right now, that was when my partner, my ex, um, had kicked me out. And, and I was not knowing where I was going to live and I was couch surfing from mm. friend to friend's houses. And uh, this guy had just bought a new house and he had a spare room. So I was like, in my drunk thinking, I'm like, hey, what can I offer this guy? 
That's interesting that you would think you would have to offer something for someone to do something nice for you. Mm-hmm. That you couldn't just ask. No. Yeah. Well, we weren't that close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's priceless. <laughs> that you, there's nothing to say to that. And on that note. <laughs> what a great this place to end. Gratefully two sober chicks today <laughs> and I don't offer blowjobs anymore <laughs> I'm Lisa I'm Julie and we hope you tune in again sometime visit us uh, at Facebook two sober chicks yep or send us an email at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com and suggest a topic or comment on the show we'd love to hear from you thanks, thanks for, for listening. Us.